Entrepreneur on Fire 455. If you're prepared to ignite, there's only one place to go. Entrepreneur on Fire with your host, John Lee Dumas. Working with an individual graphic designer has its limitations. Timing is one. Want dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. You probably think a mobile app for your business is way out of your league, right? At business apps, there's zero programming knowledge needed. Visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com today. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jen Groover. Jen, are you prepared to ignite? I am. All right. Jen has been tagged by Success Magazine as a one-woman brand. Jen's success skyrocketed with the creation of The Butler Bag, the world's first compartmentalized handbag, and her success has not stopped since. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Jen, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. I became an entrepreneur right out of college, and I joke that I became an entrepreneur because I had a problem with someone telling me what to do and telling me that I could only grow as fast as they said I could grow and evaluating me once a year because I knew that everything that I did, I do a thousand percent. And so I would have rather taken the chance of maybe making less money and having less stability um, and betting on myself that whatever I put my mind to do, I was going to make it work. And I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> All I knew is that I was passionate about fitness and wellness, which was my first career path. I had started the group fitness program where I went to college. And this was before the fitness industry was anything of what it is today. This was back in 1993 two is when I started the group fitness program and I graduated in 95. And it was a time period where the fitness industry was really kind of evolving and emerging. And I was fortunate enough to be on the cusp of it. And I had a moment when I first started that I experienced that euphoria that every entrepreneur becomes addicted to. And what had happened was I went home for uh, winter break and I'd done a step aerobics class. And I thought, this is amazing. It's like I'm dancing at a party and working out at the same time. The hour completely flew and I forgot I was working out. And so I went back to my university and I said, I would love to start a, a group fitness class here. All I need is some steps, a space and a boom box. So they gave it to me. And the first class, as it began, there was about 100 people in the class. There was a boombox. The one thing I forgot to ask for that was really important that I learned later now, and you can hear in my raspy voice today, is I forgot to ask for a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but I looked out to the, the students or the class. I was watching everyone work out, bumping into each other, doing the grapevine, and I got this high of this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Like the chills all over my body from pure passion and excitement to see what I had created in that space. 
Having experienced the fitness industry, I became a national level fitness competitor and uh, I had a gym that was successful and thriving. And at 26 years of age, I got oxidative stress. My kidneys, liver, and heart all shut down. And um, my thyroid did as well. And I quickly learned what the importance of health and mental clarity is in your life and how to really get to my plan B, which I didn't have at all. I had 20 employees. And what I realized is my true passion was inspiring and empowering people to find their passion and to make a living of it, to try to find their true potential. And so I started life coaching way before life coaching was a career path and helping all these women that were clients of mine in the fitness industry start their own businesses. Many of them became extremely successful, some multi-million dollar businesses. Many of them went on to QVC and I would work with them in positioning their product to becoming a spokeswoman for those products on QVC. And then uh, I was surrounded by so many people who were taking their ideas, their widget ideas, and turning them to multi-million dollar ideas. And it really inspired me and impressioned upon me that I was, while I thought I was living at a large capacity and, and challenging myself, I really wasn't challenging myself and living to my fullest potential. And I was living in a state of fear a fear of failure. My father was a Marine and the belief system that failure is not an option was very much part of my household. And what I learned as I got older is that mantra is not what you want to teach a child because failure is not an option challenges the child to not do anything that they're going to fail at. So I did things that I naturally was going to be good at. And I didn't do things that I was potentially going to fail at. So I realized At that time period that I wasn't living to my fullest potential and I created this mantra and you asked me to share what my favorite quote is. And so failure for me was the thing that held me back, which is what holds most people back from achieving their goals and dreams. And I questioned, what is it? Why? What am I afraid of? And I came up with a mantra that changed my entire life, which was, I have more fear of regret than I have of failure. And I said that mantra to myself over and over and over again until it became really who I was. And shortly after embracing that mantra and challenging myself to overcome my fears is when I invented the butler bag. And the butler bag was something that was invented literally out of inspiration of frustration. When my twins were newborns, I was so frustrated with all the bags and stuff that I was carrying around. I was in the grocery store one night with my girls in their car seats. I put them down on the floor. And I was looking for my credit card. They both began wailing, screaming, crying. It was an express line. I was holding everybody up. I was panicking. I dumped my bag full of stuff in front of the cashier to find my credit card. And I thought to myself, I cannot believe as far as innovation has come in our society that we as women accept a bucket for a handbag, like literally a bucket. I could put lining, water in it, and a mop, and it's a bucket. And my mom had a mantra that you're not allowed to complain about something unless you're going to do something about it. And so I kept thinking, what am I going to do about this? I can't really draw. I'm not an engineer. I wasn't really good at math or science. How am I going to create this solution? And so I left the store that day thinking about what that would be. And like most people, I then started talking myself out of it. Well, you're not good at this and you're not good at that. And what would those FIT students think if you said you're you're now a designer designing handbags? 
And six months after that experience, I was unloading my dishwasher. I had the bird's eye view of the knives, forks, and spoons. And I thought to myself, huh, this is how I want everything in my handbag to be, standing up straight with a bird's eye view so I know where they where it is. And I took the dishwasher tray out of my dishwasher like any normal person would, and I stuck it into my handbag, and that became my first prototype. And that became um, a dream and a vision in which I began a journey not knowing what to do next. And I say it was my scavenger hunt to ask for help to find who to help design the bag, how to get the bag, bag manufactured, how to get people to know about the bag. And my goal for that launch was in the first year, I wanted it to be a million dollar company. Now to say a million dollar company in one of the most brand demanded industries is a a pretty high level goal. Within that two weeks of that hitting that first year, the company became a million dollars in the first year. The second year, my big strategy was to license the brand. My as in my first year, the to hit a million dollars was through a lot of media attention and awareness. And so I collected all of that media attention awareness to position myself to have it licensed in the second year. 18 months into it, I had license with the largest uh, manufacturer and distributor at that time, who also had brands like Calvin Klein and Eli Tahari, Vera Wang. And by year two, we had hit $10 million in sales. In understanding that when you innovate something or invent something, people are going to knock it off. I began to knock it off myself off at every price point and knew that I wanted the exit strategy, not to necessarily sell the brand, but to have less effort in consuming my time um, in licensing deals that it will allow me to give up the reins to other people to continue to grow the brand, but with allowing me to go start other ventures. And that's exactly what happened. Um, at this moment, the license resides with Avon. Avon does an incredible business with the, the technology and the brand Butler Bag by Jen Groover. And so currently now, my focus has become more on motivational speaking, which is my top most favorite thing to do. Um, as a television contributor for all the major networks uh, about business and lifestyle content. I also have a new brand of consumer products called Empowered, which challenges and inspires people to live to their fullest potential. And um, Empowered for Purpose is my most recent venture where my partners were venture capitalists behind brands like Seamless Web, Indiegogo, Reverb Nation, and creating a technology platform to bring this empowered movement to a higher level, to um, empower and inspire people to create their own businesses, live to their healthiest potential, have the best life possible. And um, Empowered for Purpose will be launching hopefully by July 2014 in terms of the technology platform. The mission is very much underway. My second book, uh, Empowered for Purpose will be out in 2014 as well. And um, and the, the sky's the limit. I just love innovating and creating. And um, I'm a spokeswoman for a company called USANA. I'm a spokeswoman for Avon and a few other companies. So I'm living truly um, in a space where I feel so fortunate and blessed. And I'm living in my dream life right now. 
Wow, Jen. Well, you have earned the ability to now take a breath. So go ahead, (laughs) deep breaths, and I'll break in here just for a second to say your journey obviously has been full of ups and downs. You've had successes. You've had failures. You've had many aha moments. And Entrepreneur on Fire, Jen, is really about the story. So take us to an actual story. Tell us a ground level story of a time that you absolutely failed, that you fell flat on your face. Literally, Jen, take us to that day. We want to be there with you and share with us that story and the lessons you learned. The end of 2011, and it was when the economy was still really struggling to come back, especially in consumer products and and things like handbags and accessories. And it was a time period also where the aftermath of the economic downturn was really starting to vibrate to all the different places that hadn't yet seen it. Meaning that for real estate, people instantly lost a lot and quickly. Whereas in consumer products, it was more of a vibration effect of sales slowing down to stores shutting down everywhere. Uh, during that economic downturn, I my bags were being distributed in over a thousand boutiques. Of those thousand of the thousand boutiques, I would say less than 300 are still existing today. Um, I also had my licensing deal, which I had mentioned. And I noticed that my business partner in that licensing deal who owned the license wasn't really paying attention to what was going on in the economy, wasn't really paying attention to what was going on to trends. And I kept saying to him, you know, retail is really changing drastically and quickly right now. And you don't have an online presence or strategy for any of your licensing partners to replicate or duplicate distribution the way that it used to exist in the retail world. Because I don't believe that retail will ever come back in the same fashion that it existed before. And he kept blowing off those statements. And I kept acknowledging that he was showing up more in a retirement mode. And then a uh, full-on game player or game changer. And that was concerning to me. And all of a sudden, my royalty checks got later. They got smaller. I knew something was up. And I kept having this antagonizing feeling that I wasn't getting the whole truth of things. And I would ask him, but I still was at a, a... a stage of my career where I felt almost too grateful for the opportunities that I had. So I didn't want to ruffle anyone's feathers or seem like I was suggesting anything that might offend anyone. And so I kept asking him, so why are the royalty checks later? Why are they smaller if we're in more stores and more stores are happy with us? And I keep getting asked to do appearances. What was he responding with? He kept saying, well, buybacks are greater in this type of economy. Margins are smaller. We're getting squeezed at every turn and we're getting a lot of returns. So it all sounded logical. I mean, that could make sense, but I just intuitively felt something was off. So Avon called me into uh, their office and they showed me my numbers for the past few years before we did this additional deal. And it hit me 
that the numbers that Avon was showing me and the numbers that I was receiving in my royalty reports were extremely different. So I had the validation of what I had known, what had been um, gnawing at me is that my numbers were being um, manipulated and not reported correctly. And so I confronted him at that moment because I had proof. Now that proof was only one retailer. So I knew that there was a bigger story evolving here and I had confronted him about it. And he of course had many excuses and, and stories around it. But the reality was I found out that they were stealing from me. And how did you um, actually find that out? From the numbers that were validated through Avon from the reports that I'd gotten in my sales. And, um, and I, when I confronted him, um, he was already in financial ruins. Uh, the banks had seized their assets a few weeks after my discovery time period. Um, and so it was an extremely stressful time period where a large sum of our revenue came in through these royalties. And I was just beginning to diversify where my other revenue was going to be coming from. But our overhead was now exceeding our sales and our royalties. So, Jen, at this point, break down for Fire Nation one concrete lesson that you learned from that experience that you would want the listeners to walk away with. Always trust your intuition. So your gut was telling you, you know what, this guy is not doing right by me. My sales, my royalty checks, everything about what is going on in my business just does not feel right. So trust your instinct, trust your gut. Is that what you're saying? Always trust your instinct. I I believe that our heads can talk us into all kinds of crazy things. But when you know something's off, confront it and confront it with conviction. And that was the thing. I was confronting it, but I wasn't confronting it with conviction. And um, I would say my biggest lesson in that to share with everyone is to confront all of those issues with conviction and believe that your intuition is guiding you. It wasn't, he wasn't going to tell me he was lying, right? He was obviously going to create his own stories to cover himself. And so when he would create his stories, I would want to believe in the better good of another human being. And um, in reality, it left me in a really bad position that I needed to clean up a lot from. And it put me into a, a really uncomfortable position to acknowledge the conviction within my own intuition and to ultimately challenge things that seem off. So Jen, a common theme here at Entrepreneur on Fire with all of the guests that we bring on on a daily basis is follow your intuition, listen to your gut. When they look back upon mistakes they made, it's because they didn't follow that intuition and they just let things go even though it didn't quite feel right. So yes. I really want Fire Nation to realize that this theme is present within all of Entrepreneur on Fire interviews for a reason. So guys, if your gut and your intuition is telling you something, it's time to take a step back out of this noisy bubble that we live in and really think about it and really evaluate this intuition that you're having because believe me, your intuition is looking out for the best for yourself. So it's worth taking a listen. And Jen, what I want you to do now and just take two minutes because we are running short on time and share with Fire Nation one thing that's really exciting you today. I would say this empowered mission that I'm doing, which encompasses the consumer products, my next book, um, my PBS special that just came out this past year, 
um, this mission to empower people to live to their fullest potential in all the platforms in which I'm playing on right now. Um, that's really my mission. It's my movement. I want to empower as many entrepreneurs as possible to be inspired to follow their dreams, to empower themselves to believe in themselves and their capabilities, to empower people to be happier, to have more fulfilling lives. I, I get so saddened when I hear people unhappy with their lives and think and say, this is just how life is. And I don't believe that is how life is. Life is meant to be fulfilling and rewarding. Life is meant to be inspiring. And if you get stuck and can't figure out what your purpose is or what you're supposed to be doing, the key to unlocking that is to go out and empower other people first. If you can't figure out what you're supposed to be doing, go give up service to people less fortunate for you than you, and you will find within those experiences what your passion is, what your purpose is, and how to live to a greater potential within your own life just by giving to other people. Wow. What a mission. What a cause. And I cannot agree more with the feeling behind that because it is so true. We are in control of our own destiny. And it's so sad to see people that are resigned to some fate that's determined by others or just floating along in the river of life, not taking the oars and actually steering that ship. And Jen, we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. You know the whole mobile explosion everyone's been talking about for like a couple of years now? Yeah, we all know it's true. More than ever, customers are using their cell phones to do everything from locating the best restaurant around to making major purchasing decisions. As business owners, this presents a huge opportunity. Oh, you're not a programmer? That's okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. What if I told you that, programming aside, you can become a provider of mobile apps for your customers today? If you're interested in the mobile app reseller space, but not necessarily big into programming, then you should check out business apps. At business apps, there's zero programming knowledge needed. Plus, they've created several highly customizable themes, giving you total brand control and enabling you to create apps for nearly every type of business from restaurants to realtors. Visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com today and start building your next app for free. When you have an important project on the horizon, but it seems like you have plenty of time between now and then, it's easy to put things off. You think, oh, that can wait till tomorrow. But then tomorrow comes and you end up saying the same exact thing until you're out of time. Design projects are one of those things. As a person requesting the design, you might not realize everything that goes into creating a beautiful logo that not only looks gorgeous, but that is a true representation of your brand. Explaining what you need to a designer takes time, and by putting that off, you're only delaying the inevitable. If you go to a designer and tell them you need something by the end of the day or tomorrow, they're likely going to tell you that you're crazy. At 99designs, it's easy and affordable to get a design you love within a week. Just fill out the online brief, get dozens of designs, and pick your favorite. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. This is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning round, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? 
All right. It sounds like a lot of pressure, but I'm up for it. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? My fear of failure, my fear of disappointing other people, my fear of failure. It's the thing that I think holds everyone back. What is the best advice you ever received? Was from my father. And when I first got into the retail industry, it was a lot of old, the old school boys club. And a lot of them um, were of a generation where they didn't respect women's opinions as much. And I went to my father, who was of that generation as well. And I said to him, how do I get these guys to know that I'm smart and I know what I'm doing? And he looked at me and said, don't say a word. They will underestimate you and they will never see you coming until you take the money off the table. Then they'll know how smart you are. (laughs) Can you share one of your personal habits, Jen? Do you believe contributes to your success? Surrounding myself by ultimately inspiring, positive, empowered people. Love that. One of my favorite Jim Rohn quotes, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Absolutely. 1000%. Jen, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Positively Positive. It's a blog that I read first thing in the morning to be inspired to set me on fire for the rest of the day. I love being on fire. (laughs) Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about here in today's episode at eofire.com slash Jen Groover. Jen, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? I'm going to say one that I'm sure everybody has said on this show because it's so powerful, but Think and Grow Rich is where it all begins. But to add some value to people who might have already read that, I'm reading a book right now called Leveraging the Universe, and it is so powerful and amazing, and I highly recommend that as well. Powerful. We will put both of those on the show notes page. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of Think and Grow Rich for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Jen, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Get to know as many people as possible because your human capital is your most vibrant, real capital. So really put yourself in that situation, Jen. You've woken up in this new world. What are you doing? I am meeting and speaking to as many people as possible, getting to understand the lay of the land, getting to understand how their commerce works, uh, learning how their belief systems are in that area and how to capitalize on what's going on in the trends that's existing in this universe. So are you going to the supermarket, to the library? I'm going everywhere. I'm going to all the local stores. I'm going to restaurants if they have them. I'm going to the library to research what books are on the shelves. I'm going everywhere on a, on a, on a journey just to research and understand what's going on. And and I say that because, and you might've wanted a more clear answer of I'm going to watch a concert or something. Um, But the reason is what I don't, what I believe that most people don't understand is your time to step back as an entrepreneur to observe is just as critical as your time to do. 
And to observe trends and understand what's going on in the world is how you can innovate going forward. Observation. Well, Jen, I have really enjoyed hearing your journey and just the passion that you put into everything you do is truly inspiring. So let's continue that inspiration by giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. One piece of advice is never, ever allow someone to dim your light because they are unaware of their own darkness, meaning that people who want to hold you back and put you down is because they don't see the vision for themselves. And don't allow that to dim your passion and excitement for moving forward. Instead, shine your light so bright that it can only illuminate theirs, that it can only guide them to see life in a a bigger, better way. Don't stoop to their level, but ask them to rise up to yours. The best way to find me is www.jengroover.com. Also, Jen Groover on Facebook and Twitter. I love social media, so I'm really engaging on social media. Love it. Well, Jen, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've talked about today all of your contact information at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just enter Jen in the search bar and Fire Nation, her show notes page will pop right up. Jen, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. I had a blast. Fire Nation, do you have the motivation and drive it takes to turn your passion into a viable business, but you're stuck at square one? Navigating the entrepreneurial world is tough. That's why we've come up with an exclusive email series to help. It's called The Fire Path, where your passion and our guidance unite. Just visit thefirepath.com to sign up today and you'll receive our weekly emails packed with startup tips for any business. Ignite. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. Ignite. 